Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. So today is uh, November 2nd, 2016. It is uh, a little after 9.30 p.m. Me and uh, Lisa G. in the house doing our thing here for session four of Happily Ever After. And um, today we're going to be talking about breakdowns, structural and otherwise. It is the fourth of the big five biggest problems. We've already talked about uh, not knowing who you are and what to do about it, not understanding gender differences and what to do about it. We still dealing with that, but at least we talked about it. <laughs> um, not managing emotions. Um, we have went through that, and if I remember correctly, you was feeling a little like, ouch, a little triggered behind it or something. Um, mm-hmm. Today we're going to be talking about structural and other breakdowns, and then next session will be miscommunication. Um, and then once we have that, uh, we'll walk into like what's it really going to take, excuse me, in order to have you know the relationship of your dreams with the partner of your dreams, and how simple it could be because it's really simple. That's one of the joys of it. It's like, it's like simple. You know, we look at you know plants coming out of the ground, and we just go ahead and grab you know our flower or our orange out of the tree or whatever, and um, you know it looks. We don't even think about it, but it's it's maybe have been complicatedly designed, like it might have taken a tremendous amount of sophistication to create an entity that could continuously create oranges or that could continuously create tomatoes or roses or whatever, right? But it's simple. You know, it's the simplicity is the difference between creating a structure that will put electricity in your house or versus walking over to a light switch and turning a light switch on. <laughs> so, you know, relationships are uh, uh, sort of sophisticated, but really, when you figure out all that other stuff, it's just like turning on and off the light switch, and you're going to find out um, uh, in the next few sessions. So, I just wanted to put that in there. never said it quite like that before, but there you go. Can't stop myself from saying new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, um, is there anything you want to say about... Um, the emotional aspects of uh, the program from last session, like anything you learned from last session, um, it would be good to, to, to say that now and I can hear it now. You know? um, uh, no, I think that was a good session. I, I, I like the part, I mean, yeah, I like the part of, I, I think what was um, the emotional currency thing was good, was interesting and mm-hmm. um being able, like, what you said about, um, the, I guess it was kind of powerful, like, empowering about how the person with the, you know, the, creating the emotional the emotional environment, um, yes. being able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And I can see right now the environment I'm creating is not a good one. So, it's, so I guess, like, you know, it's hard, though, because I guess I would be feeling like I was better at creating a better emotional environment if I was at a better place or feeling mm. better about it overall. And so it sort of, I can see how it spiraled because, you know, I got stuck on this, uh, you know, what I don't have that I want. And now it's sort of taking over mm. the environment, I guess. Mm. Got it. So um, I don't know if you created a list or recognize what, triggers you yeah what you did so what did you see in my head i mean i haven't actually written it down so i just got that i didn't i got home late today and i haven't time to actually do the actual list but i mean i'm definitely triggered by lack of action um people who say say things and then don't do them and maybe like i'm definitely um that's a huge one for me and that's definitely happening now um, 
Um, yeah, I'm a big action person. Like, I'm, like, in my own life, like, all about action. You know, I get things done. I'm, you know, I don't wait. I just do it. Um, and um, I need somebody who can do that, too, because it drives me crazy to this whole oh, I really want to, okay, well, what are you going to do it? You know, for the 10th time, you're telling me you're going to call this person and make an appointment. Like, why haven't you done it yet? (laughs) You know? Um, Yeah, I mean, my other triggers are things like dishonesty and, um, you know, um, lack of communication and maybe even um, like miscommunication. Like right now I feel kind of like almost duped because in the beginning there was sort of a different story about how things were going to be and where things were already. And then as it evolved, it was like, oh, actually first I need to, you know, back up and do all this, you know? And I'm like, well, you didn't tell me that in the beginning, you know, which would have informed my own choices differently. Yeah. So um, what I want to tell you is um, something that I actually just realized in, in this conversation is that um, your triggers, the things that triggers you, creates memories and influences the emotional culture of your relationship. So the less you get triggered, the less triggerable you are, the more you'll be able to have love and happiness be in your relationship. Now, that won't necessarily create workability. You know, you can be happy even though you're in a place that's not working, but mm-hmm. at least you won't be damaging the, the emotional culture, the emotional side, the baby side of the, of the relationship, right? Um, so, you know, an excellent practice would be for you to learn how to either slow down your reaction or don't react at all, sit sit down and decide which way really works for you to respond because there's a difference between reacting and responding. Mm -hmm. You know, responding is taking inventory and basically looking around and say, okay, how, if I was at my best, how would I really be acting here? Or what would I really do if I was operating at my best? That would be responding. Reacting is, what do you think? And then, you know, he just quit, right? Uh, Reacting. So, um, Mm -hmm. I'm saying that uh, because the memory that we create, the memory that we uh, be a part of um, is our emotional culture. What that means then is that the less, the more you react, the more you're putting negative emotions into the culture because you're creating all of these negative memories that you don't really want to create, but you're reacting negatively because of something that just triggered you right now. So, if you don't come from bringing your bringing your best self, then um, you know chances are you're creating negative memories. And with enough negative memories, the guy can't even get romantic because he feels too much like a loser. Yeah, you know I definitely saying? have done that. I'm definitely guilty of that. Yeah, I got it. And so you know, somehow in this conversation and you know the clearing before we got started, it allows me to say that because now when I get you know I do this workshop next weekend. Um, I'm going to actually be able to add that in, which I hadn't thought about before, but it's cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anything else you want to say about you know last week's session for a move forward? No, you can go ahead. Okay, great. So, the number four biggest problem is structural and other breakdowns. So the reason that structural and other breakdowns can and usually do get in the way of relationships, is that, they adru- is that they draw attention to negativity are almost always a shock to the individuals in the relationship and take away from other areas of their relationships, such as money, time, and commitment. Lack of structures create the space for a lack of workability. Lack of workability creates lack of trust, lack of freedom, lack of safety, security, and success. What's worse, the impact occurs unconsciously and automatically. 
lack of physical communication, agreement, structural, or other forms of breakdowns or disagreements undercut the emotional environment of relationships in ways that only creating or restoring workability can restore. So let me talk about workability for a minute. Workability is you get in your car, you put the keys in, engine starts, and then you drive off. Anything that keeps that from happening is is eliminating workability or reducing workability significantly. You walk in your house and there's a hole in the ground and you don't see it and you you fall into the hole, that's a lack of workability. (laughs) Like, you know, like anything that doesn't work, whether it's an accident, um, a disagreement that was broken, um, anything that gets in the way of life operating as usual or as expected or as needed is a breakdown. We're okay when everything is fine. We expect everything to be fine. We don't think to think about it. We like we get oxygen every day. We don't know the gift that oxygen is. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we would as soon as we realize we might not ever have any ever again. Right? But otherwise we take it we take it for granted. So we take life working for granted, but when life is not working, we have a relationship similar to no oxygen in all of these different areas. And so if we don't know how we're going to act when there's a lack of workability, we can't predict make and, and, and conceptualize and see and deal with, hey, life may not work because it doesn't always work. There's a car accident somewhere every day. You know, there's somebody drowns every day. You know, a couple of times a year, somebody gets hit with lightning and dies for crying out loud. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, you could run out of money or run out of gas while you're on the highway, not even realizing that, you know, damn, I should have went to the gas station, the last three gas stations I drove by or whatever, right? So, like, yep. not by anything that, that's, that's unexpectedly disappoints, shocks, or holds us back is a problem called a breakdown, and it gets in the way of relationships. So, you know, you're having a breakdown with your guy about him not letting you in his life. That's mm-hmm. a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And it's getting all over all of the relationship that you all the aspects of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So so let me tell you um that there's only three things that can keep structural breakdowns from negatively impacting relationships. Making agreements, planning and commitment. <laughs> That's that's about it. So let me mm-hmm. explain those, let me explain those real quick. And then um and so so first making agreements on who's do who does what and when is critical to maintaining workability and reducing or completely eliminating structural and other breakdowns. Because this is where trust, credibility, and partnership gets created and developed. Yeah. So a a breakdown could be you know, ain't getting enough sex. That's a breakdown. You don't mm-hmm. introduce me to your people in your life. That's a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Your car ain't working. That's a breakdown. You ain't paying your bills on time. That's a breakdown. All of that stuff. <laughs> I'm laughing because, you know, obviously I've been through all of that more. Yeah. Um, you know, and so have you. And so everybody that's ever going ever gonna to be on any of my programs. Those things are going to happen. They will happen. Some way, shape, or form. Maybe you don't have any sex breakdowns, but you're going to have being on time breakdowns. Maybe you don't have being on time breakdowns, but you don't call me quick enough breakdowns or whatever, right? So breakdowns are coming. They are coming. There are lessons. There are our opportunities, and they're coming. So um, making agreements on who does what and when is critical to maintaining workability and reducing or completely eliminating structural and other breakdowns because this is where trust, credibility, and partnership gets created and developed. After making an agreement, maintaining that agreement is paramount to the relationship. Even Even if breakdowns do occur because though we can't foresee the future, we know our partner cares about us, cares about their word, and can be trusted to do what they say they're going to do. Exactly. The big, the biggest agreement a couple can make is a philosophical agreement 
around how to approach structural issues and how to handle the business side of their relationship. So in addition to all of the mini agreements and the mini breakdowns, you got to have a fundamental uh, meeting of the minds. And we're going to talk about how to make that happen shortly. But, um, you know, you can't predict a tsunami. You can't predict a bank robbery. You can't predict a car accident. But if you understand how each other operates and you're able to maintain integrity or maintain your agreements and honor your word with each other and be consistently reliable, then even when you have breakdowns, and neither one of you know how to deal with it, at least you understand where your partner is coming from and you can trust their commitment, you can trust their intention, even if you can't rely upon them to, f- to fully resolve the issue. You're mm-hmm. in it together. Even if you both, neither one of you know what to do, at least you're in it together and you can trust each other's commitment even if you think you're about to die. Yeah, you know, like that's so important to be on the same page. It's almost more important than life itself if you're going to be in a relationship that's actually going to work. You know, so um, again, the biggest agreement a couple can make is a philosophical agreement around how to approach structural issues and how to handle the business side of their relationship. That's making agreements. The next stage is planning. Planning keeps shock and surprise from creating emotional turmoil. We can't prevent breakdowns from happening, but we can be mentally and emotionally prepared for the unexpected or the undesired. Mm-hmm. So planning, the more you plan with each other, the less breakdowns are going to shock you, not necessarily the more breakdowns will not happen. Right. And and it probably will prevent it from happening. But even if it mm-hmm. doesn't, at least you're not like shocked. Like I don't know I don't know if there's such a thing as a earthquake, you know, escape plan. You know what I'm saying? It's like earthquake, you know, sorry. The only thing the only escape plan I can think of that works is to don't be around the earthquake when it happens. That's it. I don't know anything else. Unless, you know, you have the skill set to be able to fly. If you can fly, you then you're not on the ground, you're up in the air. And you come down after the earthquake is right? But other than that, hey, ain't no vehicle, no tool that can get you out of the earthquake, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so you, you, you get my meaning there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then um, last but not least, commitment. Commitment supports and ensures that the first two items above will be taken care of regardless of circumstances inside the realm of what's possible for human beings. Mm-hmm. We say that again. We say that again. Commitment supports and ensures that the first two items, making agreements and planning, will be taken care of regardless of circumstances within the realm of what's actually possible. So people who are committed can move mountains. People who can move mountains can be trusted to make things up in the face of breakdowns they weren't even thought of before the breakdown. They also operate as someone in charge of their own destiny, the opposite of a victim of circumstance. In addition, commitment communicates love to those on the receiving end of that commitment. So if you're committed to the relationship working and taking care of breakdowns, and you make plans and you make agreements that honor your agreements, and then you commit to making on your agreements and commit to planning and then committing to doing all of that, like those three things blend together. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so when you understand those, you can use those to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> I don't know if I say this somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I do say it, so I'll wait until I get to that. Okay, now, here's the things that need structural support. You need planning, you need, you know, oversight, you need, you know, commitment, agreements, all of that. Here are the things, and this is going to be part of the email, you know, that you get to recap. Mm-hmm. Money, health and fitness, sex, timing, or otherwise known as synchronicity, doing things together, right? Mm-hmm. Housekeeping, food, sleep, 
social circles, education, entertainment, activities, dating and romance, physical items that you have like your house, your car, your clothes, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so feel free to add to this list as it comes up for both you now and in the future. So you might see mm-hmm. some other things like, you know, hey, I got to keep an eye on that. I, I, can tell, I can tell from the way you're listening to this that you're very related to this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's it's completely logical. And, and I, I, yes, that's what's my frustration. It's like, this is not rocket science. You know, you right. say you're going to do something, do it. There's no problem. Right. You know? Right. And then don't be mad because I think there's a problem after you didn't do what you said. You know? Right. I mean, yes. come on. Yes. So, <laughs> here's the biggest problem with breakdowns. I'm about to give it to you right now. Okay. The, biggest, the biggest impact of structural breakdowns is that it impacts both men and women where it hurts them the most. Uh-huh. It makes men feel unsuccessful, and it makes women feel unsafe and insecure. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it goes right to the heart of what matters most to each of us in the most negative of ways. Uh-huh. This makes it an emotional drain on the relationship. In addition... Uh-huh. In addition, structural workability doesn't add to the quality of relationships, but structural unworkability takes away from the quality of relationships. Because uh-huh. everyone expects things to go to work so they don't get extra points for things going to plan. People don't get extra points for keeping their agreement. They just uh-huh. get the merits. They get the merits for not doing it. Right. Very, right? So very few of us thank God every day for oxygen, but it would be an immediate and possibly permanent breakdown if there was no oxygen. Uh-huh. Structural, structural breakdowns have the same impact on the relationships. Structural workability is to relationships what operations is to a business. Without it, how can you expect it to run, really? Uh-huh. So that's like a brief summary of it. But, you know, when people think about how they don't get what they need, they don't get what they want, that's a problem with relationships. Here's why. So let's say... You know, he doesn't keep his agreement to come in with the money. Like, you don't have the money. So for him, he's going to feel like a failure while you're going to feel unsafe and insecure. So that's already a gender difference problem because you're going to be talking about how to have yourself feel safe and secure while he's over there trying to figure out how to feel successful or, or be successful in this situation. So you're already coming from two different perspectives naturally. Mm-hmm. Right, because you're dealing with what's most important to you. Mm-hmm. So that's a gender difference problem. It's also an emotional culture problem. And then it's also a communication problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you have a structural breakdown, it affects four of the five biggest problems. And if persons don't know who they are, it's just going to remind them of that or it's going to impact them that kind of way too. But for assuming that everybody knows who they are, and they both know each other, the gender difference probably is going to come up because he's going to be talking about being successful. You're going to be talking about safety and security. Then you're going to have emotional issues, and now you got the breakdown. And because you're talking about safety and security and he's talking about success, you're going to have communication issues in addition to the communication issue called how come this happened and how can we have stopped it. Mm-hmm. This, um, what do you call it, uh, this, this breakdown city, is in and of itself makes relationships so complicated. I mean, you know, that's one of the reasons why I said, I can, you know, we'll, 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 address, we'll address this later. Uh-huh. At least part of, part of what you were talking to me about earlier today, you know, this addresses because this is the main problem for you in the relationship, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, is, this is the problem in the relationship. Yeah. Right. Got it. So um, now that we're clear on the impact and what has breakdowns happen, um, now we're going to talk about how to handle it. I mean, I, right. talked a little, I talked a little bit about it, um, but uh, now we're going to, you know, talk about it a little bit more in depth. So you ready? Uh-huh. Here's how you deal with, effectively deal with um, breakdowns, structural and other breakdowns. Because this could be structural called, you know, the house, the house, the roof fell off the house. Or, you know, we're not paying the bills. Or it could be 
you know, other types of breakdowns, you know, no more romance and emotions going on. You know, it could be, um, you know, he does something and then all of a sudden y'all go, your name is in the news and everybody's uh, throwing, you know, bombs at your house. You know, <laughs> only whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's not helping you, it's probably a breakdown, you know? Yeah. So, so the key to solving that, the key to keeping that from, from, from being a problem is to do something that uh, I call consciously creating your relationship. So uh, in order to consciously create your relationship, one would need to be have to be on top of a number of things. First, you need to be able to predict the reaction of yourself and your partner for the most part. So, for example, if you notice that a body massage makes your partner happy, depending on how happy it makes them, use it to the fullest benefit of the relationship. In other words, when the happiness will contribute the most to the relationship, such as when they cannot get out of a bad mood, making up after an upset, or as foreplay for before the real play. Spontaneous acts of generosity, affection, or service work, service work really well. So you need to be able to see and predict what makes your partner happy in order to consciously create the relationship and keep the breakdowns from damaging the other areas of your relationship. It won't help the breakdown. What it will do is help keep the gender differences upset away. It'll help keep miscommunication out of the way, and it'll help, you know, create um, happy memories versus the upset memory that came from the breakdown. So taking care of your partner by knowing what works and doesn't work with your partner is one way to deal with structural and other breakdowns. It's indirect but powerful because otherwise you'll be upset about something that happened a while ago that's over and he's still upsetting you. You'll be damaging the emotional culture. So this, this option here, this, this structure, this tool will help to restore and bring back the emotional culture of the relationship. So that's why it's important because breakdowns damage the emotional culture of a relationship. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Make sense? Yeah, it, I guess, yeah, it makes sense. Now, if you got too much damage, you ain't going to be able to do this. Yeah. But you want to well, actually... You can do it, but you can't sustain it. That's the problem. Like, okay, you can be, you know... There's more. Nice make, okay, keep going then. Yeah, there's more. There's more to it. That's just the first one. Okay. Yeah, there's more. I promise. That's not the only thing. No. The next... Okay, the next is you have to know and understand what both you and your partner need in order to be happy and function well both in and outside of the relation. So, and I'll say it another way, you need to know what you and your partner need so well that their life is better because you're in it than if you weren't in it and vice versa. Your partner right now does not know how to make your life better because he's in it. You actually kind of know how to do that, and you would be better at it if you weren't so crushed by the breakdown that's happening socially yeah. and, you know, blending your lives together. Right. Right? So you yeah. actually probably would know how to do that, but you can't because you're not getting enough for you in order to give him what he needs. But, yeah. you, need to know, but you need to know and understand your partner and yourself what you need to be happy so that you can figure out how to have his life better because you're in it and vice versa than without each other. So you actually need to know each other well enough for that. And I'm going to show you how to do that, by the way. Okay. Uh, next is to consciously pay close attention to your two main love languages and the love languages of your partner. Right. So... You know, it'll tell you how to take care of the partner and predict how they'll react to things in a relationship. And then to also pay close attention to what works and what doesn't work in your interactions with your partner. 
So, you know, you were doing things. I was talking about um, looking at your partner as someone, like what, what triggers them, what doesn't. You know, what triggers them good, what triggers them bad. Because uh-huh. we both we have triggers that makes us happy, and we have triggers that make us, like, pissed off, hurt, whatever, right? Uh-huh. So uh, you need to know what those are, but you need to view your partner as a permanent part of your life. You You would need to, in order for this to work, for you to consciously create your relationship, you need to view your partner as children view their parents. Uh-huh. They ain't going nowhere, and you'll always have them in your life no matter what. A large part of this can be managed in a side of understanding there's no back doors. Uh-huh. So if you cannot feel that way about your partner, it's only a matter of time before the relationship is going to dissolve. Yeah, I don't think right now. Yeah, well, what, at what point are you supposed to feel like that at what point? Because, I mean, that takes time to get to that point. Well, yeah, so... Um, I mean, in, do you feel um, like that in six months' time? I don't know. Well, in, well, in uh, Qualifying Men, I talk about the stages of relationship. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that then. But I got something, you know, that'll help. You don't have to know that just yet. Okay. You got to get that. We'll, we'll, we'll get that, but you don't need to have that just yet. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm clear. You don't feel that way about your guy. I'm clear. Like, yeah, no, not yet. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. love to feel like that, but I can't right now. I mean, I just, I, yeah. I understand. Listen, I understand. So the next thing is, um, is in order to, you know, successfully deal with breakdowns, um, is to recognize how the way you do things affects your partner and the relationship. This means this means you'll have to be fully responsible for how things are going and be emotionally strong enough to look yourself in the mirror and tell the truth about who you've been being at least eventually, if not sooner. <laughs> you know, the sooner you can figure that out, the better, you know. The best way to accomplish this is to be objective, open-minded, and curious. The last thing you want to do, uh, last thing you want to be being is closed-minded, skeptical, or judgmental because those mindsets will blind you to reality and attempt to force reality to align with your way of thinking. You'll be trying to make reality do and act like you wanted to do. So uh, I have a saying for that. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the last critical element you need to keep present and be responsible for is the fact that you love your partner. Mm-hmm. You cannot forget. You cannot forget that you love your partner. It's what mm-hmm. you always wanted and will always want. You got to keep that present somehow. Yeah. Right. So those are philosophical things that will that that you'll be able to put together when you do what I'm about to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. So this whole section about how to manage breakdown is inside of something that I call consciously creating your relationship. So you want to know your partner so well and understand how they approach things so well that even if neither one of you know how to do stuff, you trust each other's intentions even if you don't trust each other's skill set. So right now, you don't trust your partner's intentions because you haven't seen enough commitment, enough effectiveness, that you can't trust them. Right. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, it's, 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 that's where you're at right now. And that's, that's, that's what happens with regular breakdowns. Breakdowns create lack of trust, you know, emotionally destructive culture. You know, uh, there's no real emotional currency in your relationship. He, right. he, can't, he can't afford to do anything bad. All he's doing is taking out whatever was there, and if there's nothing there, now he's in debt. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. right now, it's not like he's in debt. Right. So what so, can happen? <laughs> right. You got a lot of making up to do. I got yeah. It. I really got it. So, so how you create, well, the way I recommend people create a um, consciously uh, intended, consciously creating their relationship is to 
create something that I refer to as a relationship charter. So a relationship charter is something that um, people do in business with their business. They'll create a business charter. You know, it'll be a mission statement, you know, purpose, um, you know, their principles, and, you know, stuff like that. And so it's totally feasible to create a, per, a relationship charter for you and your partner to really identify and really understand each other at the core, at the soul level, consciously. So I'm going to tell you what the relationship charter is about. Yeah. I'm going to, um, so first off, in order to create a relationship charter, you've got to create your own personal charter. You've got to be clear who you are, and he's got to be clear who he is. So then when you come together, you can actually bring those things and combine them to create who you are as a couple. Okay. So um, I don't know if you're going to want to do this, but you're definitely going to want to create your own personal life charter for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, if you want to help him figure that out, that's fine. I don't know. I personally, I'll just say, you know, if he's listening or not listening down the road in the future by accident or something, I don't know based on what I'm hearing that he's ready and capable of doing that right now. Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't think I think y'all got too much damage in the relationship for that to ever happen effectively. But you know, I, I'm okay with being wrong. I really, really am. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, but um, so let me tell you about the relationship charter, and then I'll tell you about the personal life charter. So, um, so you want to you want to identify who uh, we are as a couple. The next is what is our mission that we intend to accomplish as a couple. And the next is our purpose, which is why we want to accomplish this mission as a couple. Now, the thing about this is you're, you're not there yet, but what will happen is when you see what he wants and you see what you want and he sees what he wants and he sees what you want, then what happens is you're just like, well, if we combine our purposes this way, we can both get what we want. And then you'll be operating in harmony with each other, but you still got to be clear about your own first. Right. So, um, so then once that happens, then you want to identify the principles that guide your marriage. And you can use the list that I gave you in session one, mm -hmm. or, you know, or whatever. You know, you want to identify your own, and you bring them together because they'll be like, this is how we operate. Right. And then um then your focus um is the next thing. Like how what's the what's the way you want to look at life? What's your mm -hmm. filter that you want to look at life through? So, you know, you might use principles, a series of principles, um, you know, love, abundance, partnership. You might say, Here's how we're gonna operate. We're gonna be this kind of a couple or whatever you mm -hmm. wanna say. You get a chance to create it on your own, but you gotta identify what your focus is first. Then the next thing is you want to identify, you want to uh, create a very vivid description of the relationship. You know what, and, and from more from an experience standpoint, more so than from a doing this or having this standpoint. Mm -hmm. So you know we're loving, we're happy. You know we 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 when we're together, you know things is magical. Um, you know, he's my hero and, and romance, knight shining armor, and, you know, she's my sorcerer, she's my, you know, enchantress, you know, she's got me mesmerized, whatever you want to say, whatever the relationship really needs to look like, you know what I mean? But you need mm -hmm. to identify um, what the vivid description of what the relationship experience is. Then um, you want to create something that I refer to as your intended outcomes. So these are like lifetime goals. Yeah. They don't even have to be realistic. They could be like, we want to be the first couple to ever um, travel to Mars. I don't know, whatever, right? Right. Because it's an expression of who you are. But you don't want to play small. You want to be as, as, as out there as possible um, because that gives you access to, like, your truest, greatest self. So you yeah. want to create your intended outcomes to your partner. Then the next is um, you're going to make some promises to your partner. Like, I promise to love you fully. I promise to be patient and loving with you. 
I promise to look at, you know, creating solutions all the time. Whatever promises you really would make if you was married or maybe not married or whatever, but whatever mm-hmm. promises you want to make that you know that you'll keep that promise around with the relationship, you understand? And then, um, and then you're also, you'll also say who you are for your partner. Um, like uh, who I am for you is your cheerleader, your supporter, your teacher trainer, you know, and your place to come when nobody else will take care of you like that, right? And then mm-hmm. your partner's going to do the same. He's going to say his promises to you. I promise to be this way. I promise to do this. I promise to say this. I promise to act this way. And then he's going to tell you who you are for him. You know, you're his his queen, his, you know, his, 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 uh, his sex god, his whatever he wants to say, whatever. I don't know. I'm just going to say it. And then um, at the end of it, um, you would say uh, any closing remarks that you want to say. Like there might be something that you want to say that was not a part of this piece. It wasn't a part of uh, any of the uh, spaces in there. And so, um, you know, you would write down whatever there is extra that's, that's not in there to say that you feel is important. You'd be happy to see two years, five years from now. You know, it could be something as simple as, you know, I love you so much. And I'm never going to leave you. I don't know. You can, whatever. I don't know what you yeah. want to say. It has to be, like, authentic from, from where you're coming from, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, um, so this is just a guide. You could twist it and shift it any way you want, but first you want to actually create your own personal charter. Like you got to okay. sort you out before you can sort us out. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and once you know this, you know, so, so let me give you a sense of um, – the personal life charter, because it's a little bit more in-depth than this. Let me find okay. it. I gotta remember where the heck I put it at. Um, well, I have to really do that, but um, I didn't I didn't remember to bring it out ahead of time. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Because you yeah. know it. Or, okay. No, you definitely, I'm definitely going to send it to you, but I want okay. to you know, read it for you so that, you know, you'll have it if you decide when you want to do it, you need to listen to this recording, you'll have it, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, by the way, what do you think about this uh, relationship charter to this point? What do you think about I it? love it. I mean, it's exactly what I would want to do and what I tried to do. But, I mean, so at what point do you do this? When you're both are ready to, like, be serious about this relationship. Okay. So we already, can, like, that's what's, like, the frustrating thing is. Like, we had sort of, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. We sort of dabbled in this. But then this breakdown happened, you know, where, like, it didn't follow through with what we had kind of agreed on. All right. So if you remember, I don't know how far you got into qualifying men, the book, the manual. It's only the chapters that we've talked about. Okay. So in there, you will see that there's a chapter on the 10 stages of romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't think I got so, to that. Okay, that's fine. So when you get there, you'll understand this whole problem a lot better. <laughs> you will, okay. I promise. And um, somewhere um, between stages eight and ten is where you would want to do this. So you got to get to that point um, uh, before you could um, before it makes sense to do the um, uh, personal life charter and a relationship charter. Mm-hmm. Um, because you got to get past some barriers, you know, and I'll just say them really quickly. Um, so um, in the 10 stages of relationships is uh, greeting. Hi, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Introductions, right? The second mm-hmm. is um, infatuation. Mm-hmm. The third, third stage is, is lust. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they come at the same time, but there's different yeah. stages, right? Uh, the fourth yeah. is sex. And then the fifth is doubt. Like, yeah, mm, uh-huh. right, right. And so now you, we're stuck in doubt. Uh, yeah, and until you complete doubt, you ain't never getting out of it. You actually have to consciously choose to get out of doubt. I talk okay. about it in, 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 that, in that program, right. After, after doubt, if you don't complete doubt, you never get out of it, no matter how long you get it. But because yeah. like, you, you can't fake you can't it or try to get it past it. You actually have no. to mentally and emotionally complete it. So then the sixth stage is exclusivity. Once you get past the, what happens is people usually either quit at the doubt stage or they bury the doubt stage and then they wonder why they're suffering. Yeah. Right? 
So, um, so uh, the, the, the after the doubt stage is exclusivity. Well, we don't know if we're going to get married, but we definitely don't want to be. We want to see how this relationship goes. So we want to be together. After uh, exclusivity, then comes um, uh, uh, building. Uh, what do I call it? Um, it's like building your, you know, your 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 life. Oh, um, uh, sharing your life together. It's when you start bringing your life together. You know, it's like like you're trying to do now. You're yeah. you're trying to be stage seven when you're having a problem. And you haven't gotten past stage five yet. But then after um, building a life together, the next stage is bearing souls, which is you know I'm gonna let you know every single thing about me. I can't help it because like I, that's what happens, right? This, yeah. You know? We've already done that though. We did these out of order. Yeah. We did, did that like way in the beginning. Yeah, because you're always just trying to get, make it work as opposed to like doing it to, doing it completely. And, and listen, people think you, they don't talk about this in school. You know what I'm saying? So it's completely yeah. understandable. It just doesn't work because you haven't gotten past the doubt stage yet because you haven't handled whatever that is, um, you know, about what doesn't work for him, what doesn't work for you, and, and say, you know what, I'm either going to deal with this and put up with this or I'm not. And well, so, the thing is, though, the doubt stage, it didn't come up until the – I guess trust is broken because things were said that weren't done. Well, see, the doubt stage is always going to come up, and here's the reason why. It's always going to come up because it is um, the uh, pendulum swinging in the opposite direction of infatuation. Right. It's like, whee, but then you've got to get reality. And so, yes. you, know, so, you, so, so, you know, we end up going in a completely opposite direction, and now we can see a person – both what's great about them and what's not great about them, and now we can choose positively, powerfully, whether or not we want to be in this. But that's God's way of taking care of us because we won't do that on our own. Okay. So it's a natural function of every single relationship that happens. You've got to get past what's, what doesn't work about that other person and be okay with it or leave them alone. Okay. So... Um, yeah, you got to get past that because otherwise you never really accept them completely unconditionally. Yeah, so I decided, well, so, the, yeah, if the what doesn't work about the other person is that they're not true to their word, I can't work with that. Then that's part of your must-have list. Right. And that's the end of that. Yeah, I mean, and how much time, that's the thing, though. How much time do I give them to try to do what they said? You know, like, okay, so, I understand I'm asking for something that they're not ready for yet. So. Right then is it fair to say you're not being true? You know, like, that's what the struggle is. Well, you know, one of the things that keeps coming into mind for me is to have him do the landmark form because in there they talk about... He the already character. did it. <laughs> oh, my God. He did the landmark form. Oh he did it. Did he do the advanced course? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to do a few more programs around it because he, 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 he's he's feeling bad. He's he's not as bad as he probably was before he did the landmark form, but Right. And I'm always saying a landmark form, but it could be a whole lot of stuff. But landmark is so focused on doing what you say you're going to do. Yeah, I know. And he's a, um, he's a, what's it called? Freemason, which is all about, like, true to your word. Yeah, all right. So uh, I got that. All right, I got that. <laughs> Nothing more for me to say about that. Nothing more. What? No, say what? Like, uh, you, you know, I've said this before. You you know, you should, like, end the relationship with this girl somewhere else. Or suffer. Choose. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, going back to this personal life charter, and you have my, my deepest condolences, you know, search, like, like ouch. Um, so, um, many of the symbols, many of the first parts, the first four stages pieces are the same. You're going to define who you are, not who we are. And I'll send you this, this piece as well. Um, then, you know, what's your purpose, your highest aspirations for your life, what your mission is, what you intend to accomplish, that, that, that is actually a reflection of your highest aspirations, right? Your, your mission, your purpose, right? And then the principles you live your life by. And now this gets a little bit different. You're going to look at the many expressions of who you are. So the, like the many hats you wear in your life. So, you know, you're a mom, you know, you're an employee, you know, you're a girlfriend, um, you know, you're a student, 
you're a book editor, you know, whatever things that you do in life, you want to write them all down so you be conscious of, this is how I'm living my life. This is the things that I do in my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want to know what they are. You know, I'm a meditation person or whatever. So mm-hmm. you want to do that. And then the next stage is, um, you know, what I call my self-realization tools. These are your best qualities. These are qualities and skill sets that, that gifts that help you be who you are or better yourself. And this is also some of the gifts that you bring to your relationship. Mm-hmm. So it helps you to really get conscious of who you are. Um, then your life focus is similar to, like I said, your relationship focus, which is, you know, how would I choose to look at life? Like, what's the filter I'm going to look at my life through? Because we all have filters, but we don't necessarily choose them. They kind of like choose us. So you get a chance to say, this is how I'm going to look at life from now on um, in your life focus. And then um, then the next is you're going to look at, um, uh, you know, I call it the bucket list series. <laughs> so the bucket list series is your wealth. They don't even have to be realistic or even possible. They only need to feel true to you, and I say this in the document. Um, so you want to write down your most outlandish financial goals and aspirations. Next is family, the family you've always wanted to be or you always wanted to have or be a part of, your family bucket list, your home life. Like what's it like coming home to him? What's it like whether you're by yourself or whatever? You want to create that, your lifestyle bucket list. And then um, any other um, outcomes that you have in mind that you didn't write down or didn't come to mind for you. And then and on this document, I've got a couple of exercises. So one exercise is called your standards of integrity. This is a, 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 a exercise to help you identify your principles. And then the next exercise is what is called your life's intentions. And these are uh, designed to teach you um, also like, like what's your highest aspirations for your life. And so those exercises are going to be at the bottom of the personal life charter document. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people don't know who they are, and they think they know who they are, but when I tell them about this, then they're like, oh, damn, maybe I don't know myself as well as I think. Because you want to know this much about you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, people who end up being married for 25, 30 years, Unless they're suffering, they usually can't make it past 20 from after suffering. The kids are grown, they got to go away, right? But if they're still happy, it's because they may not be able to write this stuff down, but they kind of know it, and their partner mm-hmm. knows it, and their partner and them is on the same page. So mm-hmm. rather, than, rather than organically and naturally figure out how to be on the same page, these two documents, the personal life charter and the relationship charter, is designed to have you consciously create your relationships so you understand each other so well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I got that. This is this is this is an area you have to be strong at. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I am really. I if I have, I can totally do these things. Yeah. I just and really fail at choosing the right person to do them with. Hmm. I got it. I got it. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna be sending this to you. And um, let's see, let me yeah, so um, bottom line is that's really the whole session. It's okay. like being consciously connected to what works and what doesn't work and mm-hmm. how to keep agreements because you can't make life do what you want it to do, but you can know how you're going to approach it. You can understand how your partner's going to approach it, and then you need to plan that out before you do the next thing, whatever that next yeah. thing is. Right? Yeah. So, um, so that's how to handle breakdowns of all types. Okay. Make sense? Total sense, yes. I get it, <laughs> totally. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed about this program is that um, people who um, people who um, do this program, there's some areas where they understand it completely, and there's some other areas that are like, what do you mean? And then it takes forever for me to get through to them. This, mm-hmm. apparently is one of, this apparently is one of the areas for you that you – understand completely and I'm happy for you. you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm really big on like planning and like this is just sensible. It makes sense. It's logical. Yeah. You know, 
yeah, it's not rocket science. This, this to me is just like right. You do something, say you're gonna do something, do it, have an agreement about it. There's no problem, you know. Yeah. If you can't make an agreement and keep it, mm-hmm. what can you do? Like, right. you know, like I don't really have time for you. Right. Maybe uh, one or two times. Like it's not like you know, but after a while, it's like okay, come on now, you know. Yeah. But the problem is, like, it's never across the board. Like, there are lots of agreements he has kept, you know, and, and is very good at keeping. Mm-hmm. It's just this one area that I'm stuck. And I don't, so that's why I don't know if, like, I'm being too stubborn in my stuckedness or if I'm like, this one area is the gateway to the next step. I got it. You know, if I wanted to forevermore be a little island in his life, it'd be perfect. But yeah. I don't want to be on an island. I want to be, you know, the whole world. You know? yeah. So, yeah, as I see it, it's like, well, I could just accept what I have and, and be happy being an island and hope that someday I, it'll be more when he ever is ready. Or I could yeah. just, you know, be like, well, I don't know if you're ever going to be ready. Right. I get you. And I don't know if, I don't know how to decide that. Because it's not across the board. Like I said, it's really this one thing. But yeah. sadly, that one thing is a big thing. Yes. In my mind. Or for, in my mission of what I want. Yes. And you deserve that, you know? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I totally got it. Especially because I've already given it of myself. That's the thing. That's the worst part here. It's like I've already given my part of the agreement, you know, yeah wholeheartedly so now I'm like well okay great so you know exactly what are you going to do man come on yeah do it give me it back you know yeah Yeah. I got it yeah I don't know what to tell you except for like I got it you know yeah that's it that's enough yeah alrighty all right, so anything you want to say about this in uh, completion, even though you just got finished saying some stuff that, you know, <laughs> the powerful stuff, or anything you want to? Yeah, no, I think it's, I get this one. Good. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's uh, powerful, important, critical, and like, yeah. ouch. So. All right. Yep, all right. All right. That's what I got. I'll send it to you the next couple of days. I really would like for you to see you, um, I was going to say, um, uh, you know, send this back to me before we have our next session, whatever that is. And I know you got lots of work, you know. Send what back to you? You know, your, 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 at least your personal life charter. Uh, you know, oh, you, you want you, me to make know? that and send it to you? Yeah, yeah. I want, you know, I want you to send me, you know, your version of it, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, this, this, that part solves so many different things. It solves, or it supports the solving of, the um uh what would say it so it supports the the solving of uh knowing who you are and your partner know who they are mm-hmm. it supports you know um some of the uh, miscommunication that could possibly happen mm-hmm. it supports the uh emotional culture of the relationship tremendously once you have mm-hmm. that you know and um, you know, it could even solve some of the gender difference uh, uh, mindsets that happen because, you know, you get a chance to talk about your different perspectives until you get on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so yeah. and are you going to email me, like, the details of what you said how to do it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's actually in the document itself. So. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's definitions right, and explanations. Awesome. All right. All right, my dear. Um, All right. Thank you much. Uh, I'll text you sometime when we can do um, two more chapters of the book if you want, or I'm going to listen to those things first and yeah, um, do that. Okay. Yeah, I'm really okay with you listening to those before you do any more chapters, unless you really want to understand like the ten stages of relationships. That's up to you. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm I'm really listening okay. to them anyway. I'll do it. I'll do it both. I'll do them all. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. Sounds good. Sorry. Awesome. Right, talk right. to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 